Well, hey, Redeemer City Church, I miss you. If you're a guest of ours, I want to say a special welcome to you if you have never experienced Redeemer City Church. My name is Mitch. I have the really great privilege and joy to be one of the pastors and elders here at Redeemer City Church. And we're kind of just living this new normal, trying to figure this out. And so I'm excited to open God's Word with you today. And let me pray with us as we get started. Father, thank you for this chance to gather online. It is different and we miss each other, but we know that there is some semblance of gathering taking place and so we believe you're here, that you're speaking through your word and we love you. Holy Spirit, would you speak to us in this moment and it's in your name we pray. Amen. As we get started, I want you to think about something with me and just entertain this thought for just a second. But what would you grab if your house was on fire? I mean, I know that's kind of morbid right here on this Sunday morning. But just hear me out. What would you grab from your house if you only had a split second to gather your thoughts and your things? What would you grab? Would you grab your kids? I hope so. Would you grab your pet? Would you grab your computer? Would you grab your phone? (laughs) Or would you grab your wallet or a precious keepsake? You know, as you look around your house, what would it be? As you stepped outside in that moment, though, and you kind of turned around, and from a safe distance you watched what was happening, I think we would all quickly realize that in that moment, we made some really important decisions. In that moment, in that pressure-packed moment, you've determined in a split second what is essential to you. You've determined what you cannot live without. Just for fun, if you're watching this on Church Online or maybe YouTube or some other platform and you're listening and watching, just for fun, why don't you throw in the comments, it can be funny, it doesn't have to be serious, but it can be serious, Uh, throw in the comments there, what would you grab in that pressure-packed moment? Go ahead and throw something in there. As you're doing that, last week on Easter Sunday, we began a new series called Essential, and we really were looking at this idea where the Apostle Paul comes to these brothers and sisters in the Lord that he loved deeply and that he cared about. And he uses this great line and he says, I delivered to you what I received from God. This is my personal experience. I delivered this to you as of first importance. What is essential? What is the first thing? Paul's saying in in my spiritual life, this is the thing I would grab first. This is the most important thing. If you missed that, you can catch it on YouTube or on wherever you get podcasts from. But today, continuing that thought of what is essential, I want to take you into what Jesus' answer was. There's a, a place in the New Testament in Matthew's Gospel where there's some religious leaders who come up to Jesus and they, they were always trying to play this little game with him where they would ask him a question and they would try to stump him or test him. And this is one of those moments. And so this expert in the law, the scripture says, comes up to Jesus and we find it in Matthew chapter 22. So 
uh, why don't you grab your copy of God's Word and turn to Matthew chapter 22, and let's dive into this a little bit. But before we do that, I want to just pause, and if your house is anything like mine, it's been chaotic to this point this morning, and I'm just going to put up a dark screen and just give you 10 seconds to take a deep breath. A 10 second moment of solitude to grab your kids or your spouse or your roommate, take a deep breath, grab your Bible, and let's zero in on what God has to say for us. So go ahead and take that moment right now. All right, so Matthew chapter 22, if you don't have a Bible nearby, right here on the Church Online platform is the little Bible tab, and you can click on that and just navigate to Matthew chapter 22. I'm using the CSB version today. I think you can get that on there as well. You can also get on the YouVersion Bible app on your phone, and you can find the notes if you go under Events and look for Redeemer City Church. I think somebody might throw... So links in the comment section for you and make it super easy for you uh, to find that. But as you turn to Matthew chapter 22, I want to give you the title of my message today. If you're going to take notes, uh, which I would encourage you to do. But the title of my message today is Neighbor Love. All right. And you're going to see in just a minute what I'm talking about. But these guys come to Jesus and they ask him a really important question. So look at Matthew chapter 22, starting in verse 34 says this, when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they came together. And one of them, an expert in the law, asked a question to test him. Now, remember, an expert in the law didn't mean that he was an expert in political law. He was an expert in the Old Testament law. So he was, he was a guy who knew his way around the Old Testament. He knew his way around Moses' law, God's law. Okay, so he's an expert in there. And, and here's the question. Verse 36. Teacher, which command in the law is the greatest? Which one's the most important? Which one is essential? Verse 37. Jesus said to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And how about verse 40? All the law and prophets depend on these two commands. Wow. Neighbor love. Apparently the Pharisees wanted to put Jesus in that same sort of pressure-packed kind of essential moment. Out of 613 Old Testament laws, they wanted Jesus to pick the single most important law. Now, that's kind of a big deal because Jesus has claimed to be God. He's claimed that I and the Father are one. So if he's God and he created all the laws and he's perfect, then all of them are good. 
All of them are essential and all of them matter. So to downplay the significance of one law for another doesn't seem like a good idea. It seems kind of problematic. But, of course, Jesus gives a great answer, doesn't he? Jesus gives a great answer. He gives the answer of what all laws flow out of. He gives an answer even that, the first part at least, many of those Pharisees would have been happy with. In fact, the the first answer included a portion of the Shema, which was a ritual prayer that every devout Jew, even to this day, would recite one or two times a day. This was an approved answer. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's an approved answer. But the second answer, love your neighbor as yourself, maybe not so much, because here's where the rubber meets the road. He didn't say, love your neighbor and love yourself. Many of us read it that way. I've got to love myself if I'm going to love my neighbor. But that's not what he said, is it? not what he said he said love everyone as much as you love yourself see it's it's baked into the answer this assumption that you and i love ourselves how much we love ourselves is the barometer in which we have to measure our love for others because the real question here is not that a tradition like the shema would continue but listen here's the question In our heart of hearts, are we really keeping these commands? Because that's the question. We we can believe whatever we want. The demons believe that Jesus was God. But they're not going to be in heaven for eternity. So this is an interesting thing. And, you know, honestly, as Matthew writes and as we listen, uh, he wants us to see that Jesus heading into his crucifixion into his arrest his trial his crucifixion is precisely the way that jesus is going to fulfill these two commands he he is not by political power but as a coming to rescue his people on the cross going to embody these two commands for the world but listen hopefully you're feeling the weight of those commands too though You see, because as I say, you know, it doesn't really matter if you just believe it, but whether or not you obey it. And that's kind of what Jesus is saying here. But but let's be real. There's a very important aspect of God's law that comes before the gospel. The gospel's of first importance because it's the thing that opens the door for us to be made right with God. That's what we talked about last week. But here today, hopefully you're feeling the weight of that. Think about that. Actually let that process for you. Sit with that. Do you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul? I don't. I mean, and then we're going to throw in love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. I mean, most of the decisions I make are for me. On a good day, I'll think about my family, I'll think about my friends, I'll think about the church. But it comes natural for me to look out for me. So hopefully you feel the weight of that. And and listen, I, I want you to know this, and if you're taking notes, write this down. 
this truth. The law of God exposes us before it helps us. And you need to know that because that's reality. There's going to be things you read in God's word that, man, they're just going to crush you. Because let's be honest, like which one of us every day is loving God with all of our heart, all of our soul? (laughs) We're not. We're not. We're all frauds when it comes to the two great commandments, aren't we? If you know what I'm talking about, go ahead and hit that heart button on church online. Because you know what I'm talking about, right? If you're married, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, we, 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 can't, we can't do this on our own. Those of us who have been following Jesus for decades, I mean, we, we are very well aware that even in, even in years of following Jesus, there are still many bits of darkness that lurk in our soul. We're aware of that. But friend, this is what makes the gospel such good news. This is what makes the gospel of first importance, like Paul told us last week. Because once you're crushed by the full weight of God's law and you're aware that you can't do that on your own, you're ready to see Jesus clearly. It's only in that larger context of Matthew's gospel It's only in that bigger picture that we get a real sense of what's going on. It's only when we see Jesus go to the cross and die for your sin and for mine and then rise again to offer you a new life in him that we can even begin to see how this kind of complete, mature love is even possible. It's that idea of shalom. It's that heart, mind, and soul make up shalom. It's complete peace. It's complete love. The scripture says it this way. We love because he first loved us. He went first. He showed us what this looks like. And then when he offered us new life in him, it's this invitation to a new way of life. So, so what is what does that look like for us, church? I mean, think about it. Pull up a chair, right, to the to the table with Jesus, and let's think about if He was sitting here looking you in the eye, which He is through His Word. What are we, church, going to do in this pandemic? The title of my sermon is "Neighbor Love." We love because He first loved us. It's who we are. I was having a conversation with one of our elders and he made this statement that only in Christianity does love precede everything else. Love preceded life itself. The sheer act of creation was a loving act by God. What an awesome thought. What an awesome thought. And we don't have time to unpack that, but love is who we are. Love because he loves you with a complete Love because we look up to him for salvation and then he moves in and transforms us. We can now look at our neighbors with love. So I want to encourage you either in the comment section there. or We're going to provide a little button for you on church online to click on. If, If you're anything like me and you you think about these things and they challenge you and they're helpful and you know, maybe 
encourage you to do some things. If you're anything like me, like you need some accountability. I don't like that word because <laughs> you're not in trouble, by the way. But what I need is some encouragement through the week to remember these things and to do these things. And so we want to help you with that. As, as pastors, we, we want to help you with that. So uh, click on that little button. You'll see it right there on the screen. Uh, it'll say make a commitment or something similar to that. And we'll help you out in the comment section with exactly what to do. But I want to challenge you to think about one or two ways this week that you can love your neighbor. Now, you might be thinking of your physical neighbor right next door. That's awesome. I'm already thinking about ways. You've heard me talk about my neighbors before. And, and I'm thinking about ways like, what does it look like to love them in this season where they're isolated? How do we love them well? You might be thinking about our Vision Out offering with the TGH. What, what, a, what an incredible report we had this morning of all God's doing already. You guys have stepped up to the plate. You've been giving. And our team here has been assembling things and delivering them. It's awesome. We're being the church. And now let's move that into our own personal context. You know, as we corporately be the church, what does it look like for us to individually be the church? And then I want you to take that step and actually tell somebody. So either in the comments or privately through that little link that we're going to provide, I want to encourage you to go ahead and let us know how you're going to be doing that for two reasons. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. We want to pray that God would open those doors that he's laying on your heart and that people would respond to it and that we would see people loved the way Jesus loves them. Amen? Can I get an amen in the comment section? (laughs) Neighbor love. We love because he first loved us. What an awesome thing. Let me pray for us and then also encourage you to get in a city group. They're meeting digitally. And uh, there's a link right here on Church Online. If you're not watching on Church Online, you're watching on YouTube, uh, you just go to RedeemerTampa.com slash city groups or just go to Redeemer Tampa and you'll see a section called Grow, and there's all kinds of good links for you there. But we want to do life with you, even in the midst of this pandemic. Uh, none of this caught God off, off guard, and so uh, we want to keep being the church in this moment. But we love you so much, church, and we can't wait to see you in person. But uh, let's be the church as we walk through this together. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to gather online. The miracle of technology. It's not the same, but it's better than nothing. And so we thank you for that chance. Jesus, as we think about what these Pharisees challenged you with, I pray that you would uh, give us the power of the Holy Spirit to be the church, to do neighbor love. We love you thankful for all that you're doing in your name. Amen.